Hey, DJ, turn that shit up. No, for real, I can't hear out of my left headphone. Turn that shit up. Let's go. Welcome to the Coaster Cousins Podcast. This is Coaster Bro here with Mitch and Logan. Looking at Cousins to your ear. We've got on the show today, Mikey Mayo. To talk about underrated coasters in the U.S., it's going to be a party. We're bringing back some spicy topics. So just sit there and listen to the freaking show, all right? Listen up. And with that, we are back. Coaster Bro has found the podcast recording link again. He is officially back on the episode. Albeit uh, maxing out loud. He came in with a bang. Gonna make sure that doesn't blow out your earphones when you listen to it. But how are y'all doing? You made it back. How are you doing, Coast Bro? Hey, it's good to be back. You know, I got a bunch of DMs just complaining about the both of you. Just So I had to make sure that I came back for, for this show. No, it was good. I, I actually enjoyed listening to you guys last week or last episode. And it felt like I was just listening to Prairie Coasting again and I could just relax and... Uh, Enjoy that. So I appreciate you guys uh, taking care of that while I was taking care of business with my truck, which is why I wasn't on the show last week. So, oh yes, you. your truck. I get it. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, my we, truck. Yeah, we're 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 picking up what you're putting down. But glad you could join us again. I thank you for the stern talking to about how bad the episode was, and thank you everyone for all of your negative feedback, all of your hate messages. Um, it really keeps us humble, you know, so thank you for that. And uh, to answer your early question, Logan, I am good. Happy to have the three of us back. But although I did love the Prairie Coasting throwback from uh, last episode, it was great. Yeah, and that's pretty much my thoughts, too. It was fun to just uh, cut loose, be us, just lean into it. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's good to have you back, though, uh, Caleb. It is your show. Well, our show now, but it's nice to be back part of the Cuzzies again. I honestly just missed that I didn't get to call Mitch Fuckboy Mitch for his new haircut. Um, he he, he self-titled himself about a month ago. And um, just the thought of Mitch being a fuckboy um, really makes me happy. So uh, I'm just happy to be here with you and Fuckboy Mitch. The bleach blonde hair has really transformed me, I would say. Um, I know my place now as 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 fuckboy Mitch and and I I think I think it was right. I think I think everyone who's seen it both virtually and in person knows it's right. So I I I love it. I, as you can see the, the it is growing back my natural brown sadly, but we we still got a, we still got a little bit longer with it and I'm uh, I love it. It it was needed. No, for sure. I personally like the little bit of like brown underneath the blonde. I just think it adds that like two toneness. But yeah, hopefully the blonde stays in there for you, uh, so you can truly be fuckboy Mitch as long as you'd like. Thank you, thank you so if much. If you could please just hang on to it until they're frosted tips, I would I would appreciate that. Oh, I'm going to rock the fr- I really hope like in like a month or two there's like a '90s party that I contend. So I'm just putting that Ooh. out there in the universe for anyone. If I'm friends with anyone who's listening to the show and wants to throw a 90s party in Toronto or there's like a 90s party somewhere, I will be ready. <laughs> you mean we actually have friends that listen to this stuff? <laughs> uh, I don't think I have friends anymore that I listen to this anymore. So, But thank you if you do. And uh, yeah, fuckboy Mitch is ready to party nine, 90s style. I was going to get ramen noodles in my hair. Oh, yeah. 
We're, we're uh, all denim. Get the Canadian tuxedo going. Oh, see, I am not a Canadian tuxedo fan. I unfortunately, I do have a denim jacket. I guess I have denim jacket and denim jeans. So I probably could do it, but I am not a personal fan of it, unfortunately. I don't know how I feel about Canadian tuxedo either. It's uh, it's a look. I think one thing that no one talks about with a Canadian tuxedo is it's not, never good for the right temperature. It's always too hot for summer and too cold for winter. Like, when do you wear a Canadian tuxedo? Like, there's really no weather in Canada that 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 really warrants a denim jacket and jeans because you're either too hot or too cold. I I don't know. I just I I never see it a time when I would wear that. That is very true. Did the did the in the loop fantasy league actually have the whole tuxedo thing go through, Cosbra? They went they went to Kentucky Kingdom to do it. He had the Canadian tuxedo on and then the ride was closed for the day. <laughs> so it didn't didn't happen. Bummer. For uh, anybody who doesn't know what you're talking about, Costa Bro, or like Mitch here, do you want to just do a quick little background on that one? Just fill everybody in? Yeah, so I'm in the Fantasy Football League uh, with the In The Loop team, and the winner gets like a prize that spend like hundreds of dollars uh, in a theme park and make a YouTube video for it, which I got to do recently. Go check out their YouTube channel. Um, and loser has to do a punishment. And the year that Clay lost, he had to wear the Canadian tuxedo. And for 30 minutes, he had to get splashed by boats for every loss that he had. He had 12 losses. Um, So he was going to be there all day getting splashed in the hot sun in a Canadian tuxedo, drenched, um, just taking that all day. So I'm I'm actually kind of happy for him that he didn't have to do it because I think think somebody could have got hurt there. Wait, what ride are we talking about? Like, are you talking about like a splash boat ride? Yeah, like uh, you stand on the splash bridge and just get hit by uh, the splash boats. That kind of sounds like a good time. I'm not gonna lie. That sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, he, he picked he he picked uh, Kentucky Kingdom because of the drinking game there. So being able to drink whiskey while getting uh, essentially waterboarded could be a good time. Yeah. Interesting. I remember Knott's back when they had Perilous Plunge had the greatest wall of that. Like, I saw videos from before they switched out the boats in, like, the 2000s, and it was, like, freaking 60 feet high wave, it looked like. Mm-hmm. Hershey Park's really impressive, too. So. Yeah, Hershey's is good. Cedar Point's is good. Canada's Wonderland's okay. It's, the it's like, the Canada's Wonderland and, and the King's Island ones, they're not as steep. But the Cedar Point and the Hershey, the really steep ones, are really good. I know nice. Magic Mountain had like the little double down with yeah. there. So it's super funny because when we were there, my mom hates that stuff, right? So she's taking pictures. As we go down, we're in row two. Row one girl's visor, like, you know, tennis visor kind of idea, flies up. And you see it from like the frame by frame pictures. It's leaving her head, gets off her head. It's up, hit the thud. My dad lifts his arms up, snags it out of the air, and brings it back down. But you get like the frame by frame play by play of it. It was so hilarious. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Why would you wear a visor on tidal wave? That's my question. I don't know. <laughs> like, like I'm judging that girl. That's who I'm judging. I feel like that's fair. Judge away, Mitch. Um, but that sounds like that. That sounds like an, a hilarious punishment. Do we know the punishment is? The, is that is it done? Like I, I don't know anything about fantasy football. Is it not done yes. yet? So we just uh, concluded our season this year, and Kenny, um, who is notoriously 
the worst fantasy football player in the league. The Kinney Bowl is named after him, and he made it to the Kinney Bowl and lost. So he will be going to Vegas to do a worst of Vegas, staying in the worst hotel, um, <laughs> staying in, you know, going to the worst strip clubs, going to the worst attractions in las vegas and he has to make a video about it that that's actually that's actually a bad punishment that's like shitty yep yeah it's pretty bad um i mean there's part of me that kind of wanted to win it because you you really only had to stay in one night in the shitty hotel um but you could get stabbed so i was about to say there's some like bad bad hotels in vegas yeah it it feels like the most dangerous one if i'm being honest yeah that's hilarious. Does the In the Loop team then cover any of the uh, health fees that come with this punishment? <laughs> that I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that they can afford that much. Oh, my well, God. Love it. Has there any, been anything else that we've been up to that we haven't really talked about here? This is a fun little, like, tangent here. Not to, like, you know, move us off of it, but. Um, I helped theme park stud move. Hung out with okay. the boys, Jeff and filthy casual Kyle, who's a deep dig on the podcast has been on the podcast before like early on uh, but we all hung out got him moved and um had some providence pizza so that was pretty nice that was the I other was day say, you guys better have gotten pizza i feel like that's just like the go-to move food when you got to feed everybody that helped you move is mm-hmm. just get some pizza yeah the park stud paid so <laughs> i'm there what point what 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 rating does this providence pizza have on the one bite app it is a respectful rating. I think it's in the sevens. Okay. Um, this is probably my second favorite pizza in the area. My oh. favorite being within stumbling distance of my house. I literally walk to get pizza and bring it back. But um, <laughs> I'll look it up. I think it's like seven six, but I'll that, confirm that. With that you is respectable, and that sounds like a great time. I think I saw a B reel at that pizza place. If I'm not mistaken, you did. Yes. By the way, follow me on B reel Coaster Bro. Um, if you're not, it's fun. Me and Mitch are on it. Um, but yeah, don't fucking just, follow, just me. follow me. Do not follow, follow me. me. Fuck you. <laughs> don't look for Mitch. <laughs> for Mitch, I'm not that <laughs> nice. I'm not that. Me. I'm not that nice or welcoming. Seven six. Uh, there's what the pizza looks like. It, your screen is so blurry. I can't see shit. Zencast oh. has the greatest of video quality. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That that pizza looked like a seven six gigabyte or whatever Wait, megapixel. Megapixel, yeah. Sorry, I doxed you, Mitch. Uh. Uh, well, I mean, you didn't tell me. You didn't say what my B real name was, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, I think I don't even know what my B real name is. But don't follow me on B real. That's my. That's the moral of the story. Um, and yeah, but that sounds like a great time and moving someone you are very like i said before the show you are a very good friend i don't know if i would do the same even to my best friends <laughs> oh i also am doing a um dry january so no alcohol in january um i feel completely the same uh nice. but pff, i'm not drinking beer in january but your wallet feels better doesn't it potentially i mean i usually don't drink much anyway so like more like my fridge is holding more beers currently than it usually does. Mm. Okay. For some reason, I stocked up before. <laughs> <laughs> Just for Feb, Feb 1. Yep. I'm also doing dry January until actually I go on a ski trip with my friends in mid-February. Um, I mean, I'm not skiing because I can't ski, but I'm just going up to the I'm going up to the Airbnb 
and I will be drinking. That's my first time drinking in since the middle of December. So um, yeah, I'm also doing that. Nice. And Logan and I planned our uh, the trip to Toronto, which is fun. I've been uh, planning my trip to Europe as well. I've been like booking a lot more stuff for that, saving up for that. And yeah, just like getting through January. I just can't believe it's almost the end of January. And yeah, so like lots of things like looking for, going to look forward to. But like I was saying to the guys before the show, it's a lot of like money going in one place. And so saving in all other aspects. So trying not to do much, trying not to spend money on alcohol, um, really trying my hardest not to spend money on food, but man, that is, that's, that, mm. that is tough. So, and that's oh, and I got a promotion too. So that's, yay. Heck yeah. Yeah. I got a promotion. So that, that was great. Thumbs up. Um, so yeah, that's January. Good, Good January. stuff. This has been probably the quickest January I'd say of the last three years. For yeah. Me I don't know if you guys have gotten the same vibe. What, what about you down there in the States? Because Mitch and I have difference in Canada in the winter. What's your January been like, Coaster Bro? Not snowy, not too cold. It's uh, We have a threat of like a dusting tonight. Dusting? But usually we, yeah, like we had one good snow in almost like oh, the fall. Oh, like a snow like dusting. Yeah, sorry. I thought you just wanted to talk about weather. But, uh, well, I'm fine with talking about weather. I'm just like dusting. I've never heard that term associated with snow before. Yeah, dusting. Because when it just comes, a, it just stays up here. Yeah, there's a sometimes like yesterday we I looked outside after I woke up and there was a dusting of snow and it looked real pretty and then it was gone in two hours. Is your is the Texas low coming towards you? Because it's coming towards me, so that might yeah. be that might be a little more than a dusting. Because they're predicting twenty centimeters or uh, eight eight inches of snow for for Toronto. Oof. Wow! So that's, that's apparently what's coming to us. That's just coming to you right now. So it looks like we're on like the edge of it, though. Well, it looks like I think you're on the north edge of it. It's heading straight for Toronto, but. Arkansas, mm. Louisiana, all of them are getting it right now. But yeah, you might be on the edge of it. You're kind of on the north end. But anyways, might be more than a dusting of snow. I know there is a snowfall warning in effect for Toronto as we speak. So I will be hunkering down for the next several days. What constitutes a snowfall warning for you out there, Mitch? Because that varies depending on what region you're in. In Ontario, it, it it also depends on, on how fast the snow comes down. So they're calling for 20 centimeters in six hours. So like just because of the, the time, it's just so mm-hmm. short. It's like it that 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 I think is the, the main part. And also okay. to the visibility as well. Like that that's what they do. Like they won't do a snowfall warning if you're like if it's 20 centimeters over like a couple days, but um yeah. yeah. Oh, is it's it be real time? Be real time. Okay. Mitch, you gotta I'm going I'm coming, I'm I'm opening, I'm opening it. I mean, uh, we got because it, it's funnier when, when you'll see how blurry you guys look on here. Okay, you yeah. ready? Uh, I'm just sitting here because I don't have be real while these millennial hipsters are out here <laughs> be real. So know, like, y'all can thank me for there being no dead audio in this one. And uh, yeah, now they're just texting each other. Do do Gen Zs are Gen Zs in be real or is this some very I millennial this thing? A Gen Z app? Only time I've ever freaking heard of it was you two. Oh, it's fucking popular. Okay. It's very uh very in thing. I, I was about to say I got introduced to it by my Gen Z friends. Like the ones like we had interns at my work this summer. 
and they were all about the B-reel. And I was like, sure thing. Ah, frick. I'm just out of the loop. Surprise, surprise. Um, Sorry, Logan, what have you been up to in the last two weeks? Is there anything to report? You said there's a, it's been a quick January, but what have you done? Um, just work. I don't know. I've been getting through kind of uh, printing ships and stuff, teaching some stuff. So that's been good. Working my way up a little bit there. Uh, biggest thing was probably just planning that trip with you, I'd say, Mitch. Yeah, I we got some. We just hopped on there. It's been fun to actually break it down. And it's nice for my side of things because I've been working a lower amount of hours. So then it's been re-incentivizing me to go pick up more shifts, make some more money. I'm like, all right, X amount of hours until I have this trip paid off. And I'm already like getting close to halfway there, which is nice. That and that's awesome, and and we'll we'll definitely share more plans probably as like we're as we get closer, or maybe even afterwards. Because but like maybe we want we want to surprise the listeners with what we're doing, and also talk about it, and also make sure that no one stalks us, which is also nice. But we will be doing lots of fun fun stuff um, in in the east, and I'm very excited to talk about it once we've done done it, share the pictures, and show all y'all's Logan's first trip out to. Uh, old Canada. Old Canada. Old Canada. Hey, there's this uh, internet sensation on Spotify who makes some bomb-ass songs. Um, goes by the name of Mikey Mayo. Um, I think he calls himself the second most popular coaster enthusiast um, in the music world. But he has songs like Seabreeze, Millennial Force, and The Winner Is Not Me. Bunch of fucking bangers. And he hit me up in the DMs like, hey, let's talk coasters, man. Let's, let's vibe out. Let's talk about coasters. So he is actually going to be a part of a three-part series that we're doing on Coaster Cuts. He's part one about to come at your face right now. We're going to talk about some uh, underrated coasters. That's it. Just underrated coasters. And there's some uh, fun banter. I, w- I want you guys to listen in. It's a good time. Welcome to the show. Somebody that's long due to join in. We've got Spotify sensation, TikTok sensation, roller coaster enthusiast sensation, Mikey Mayo with us to talk roller coasters. Really, we're going to be doing a trilogy here. We're basically like Star Wars, I think, is what this is, Mikey. Uh but uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show. Uh, by the way, we need to name this segment. Go ahead and do it. It's uh, you got to make it up. Okay, it's a uh, underrated coasters. Wow, the trilogy. I don't have a good name. This is okay. like under like next one will be like underrated coasters. The revenge. Oh, there we go. You know so that'll the be the second one. one. This was just uh, underrated coasters. The trilogy was the first Star Wars. Just Star Wars was the first Godfather. Just Godfather. I think. I think it was right. Yeah, it's like Godfather. This is like Godfather. Apparently, that movie is like not super accurate to the mob because they like they like the mob like was like very intensely bullied Francis Ford Coppola to like cover (laughs) them in a very specific light. So apparently, apparently. Not the most accurate mob movie, Damn it, because it's my favorite. Because of the because of the threat of the mob, like, <laughs> it. it's kind of like, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna talk coasters. So I don't know if I even explained it well enough, but we're gonna go over coasters, and, and this is gonna be over some different shows. So on today's show, 
we're going to talk overrated coasters, kind of give a loose top five or a five we can think of and talk about that. And then we'll talk about amusement parks and we're going to talk about stuff on later episodes in the trilogy. Let's start with coasters. I guess we'll do a back and forth here. Okay. You do one. I do one. We go till we run out. If there's honorable mentions, you go. Okay. But you, what is your first uh, underrated roller coaster? I'll go. I guess I'll go backwards Ooh, okay. because I feel like um, so you rank. You kind of ranked yours. I kind of ranked it. So I'm. I'm a. I'm, let's not start with the big ones, right? But okay, uh, the well, first one I want to mention is like the was it called Hurricane at a fun spot. Ooh, is the, that a, the oh, ENF the, Miler? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, like it's got fire laterals. Like I don't know for like basically a carnival coaster. Like I think I think that ride slaps. I think it's way better than the one that's at uh at the Jersey Shore Boardwalk. I don't know. I thought it was really good. The one that ended up in the ocean? No, 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 no. The one that's uh the ones uh that's at uh Castaway Cove or whatever the fuck it's called. Okay, I gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah. The one that goes around um the the one that all, everybody talks about. Yeah, what I like about Gale it Force. is it packs a punch, but the, yeah, it's on the same uh park as Gale Force. Okay. Um but I think what slaps about uh like that ride experience besides like the uh the laterals and like the the drops is that you have to like haggle and get the person who operates the ride to like come over and open it. Cause no one ever comes to it. Cause it's in this weird corner of the park. <laughs> so you have to like go find the rob- ride operator and be like, I'm, I'm going to ride this and they'll come and like let you in. That's there's the like, best part you, could, you... you could just like, hop the fence. Like there's no one there. Like, yeah. like you could probably figure out how to operate that thing if you wanted to. Oh yeah. Um, you could just yeah. press the button, hop in. You... <laughs> that is the best part. I also love yeah. when you have to approach a ride and you're like, is it open? Is it open? You get like some anxiety. It's like, well, I'm a coaster enthusiast, so I gotta ask. I'm not just gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I've come this far. Yeah, I'm here for this. That's a good <laughs> answer, though. I'm trying yeah. to think. Was that at a different park before? Was that the one that was at? I think um, it was at Wild Adventures before. I rode it. Uh, what it was? It's called Viking Voyage there. That was okay. a good ride. Okay. I yeah. like it. I think it might yeah, have like actually. It. That might have even been in. I might have ridden that in Branson as well. Before it's just that. Been, Oh, what did what was it at? Was it Celebration City? I think it might have been. So that was like one of my first twenty coasters. Damn, it. you you went to Celebration City. That's yeah, right. that's a good time. Man. That's <laughs> crazy. I love that place. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do mine here. Um, might be as as weird as yours, I guess. Um, yeah, we gotta get weird. <laughs> let's get weird with it. I'm going with Woodstock Express, the the family wooden coaster <laughs> that you see at like a Kings Island. A King's Dominion. Um, you can throw Waldemir in there with theirs, but that family Woody, that's that's not like a gravity group. Like it's it's kind of old school. It's it's very boxy, you go the high turnarounds. Um, I think Columbus Zoo has one. Um, I think those should be in every park, like a carousel should be in every park. Yeah, I feel that. I, I think it, I had I had a funny experience the first time I ever rode one. Yeah. Um because uh, me and a couple friends, we were at Kings Island, and we all were just kind of like, you know how it's like, I guess they've got it, so there's it, there's no seat divider, I think. Right. So we were, we were all just like leaning to the side, because we all had a seat to ourselves, and they just like stopped us on on the, uh, it was either they stopped us on the lift hill, or they just like went over the speakers, they're like, 
you have to sit up straight. You can't do that. <laughs> can't so that's like that. always what I think about when I think about like Woodstock Express, like Wood Coaster ride. So, yeah, they were just not feeling that at all. <laughs> I, King's I think they might fall playing. out. We're gonna stop. They the were, yeah, they were not messing with us. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, yeah, but I think my favorite. What's your favorite one? Do you have a favorite one of those? Of the, of, I think I've only been on the one at Kings Island and Kings Dominion. Mm. Um, I would not be able to differentiate it for you. <laughs> one's blue and one's not. I think they're both blue. They're both blue? I think so. Oh, one's just more in my face at Kings Dominion, so maybe they're both yeah. blue. I think they're both blue. Dubba dee dubba die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ever heard of it? Yeah, Eiffel 65. Yeah. 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 The Eiffel 65 coaster. Yeah. That's what crazy. It is. All right. I think we're on to you now. Uh, we'll call it number four. Sure. sure. Um, <laughs> since we already talked, we were talking about the, I, I, I would love to bring up Gale Force since we were talking about, you know, I think that ride doesn't come up at all. And it's like super unique and like different, Yeah. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have like a really like crazy launch, but like the drop and like the kind of like lateral, like sideways airtime is super crazy off like the kickflip or whatever they call it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I the think kickflip. that, like as far as like like being somewhere between like a roller coaster and like a flat ride kind of experience because it's so compact i think that it's it's really cool and uh like an insider tip if you ever if you're in like jersey philly new york if you're like around that area on the very last weekend of uh whenever they're open i think it's usually in october you can pay for a like a ride pass and it includes gale force and usually for the rest of the summer you have to pay for gale force separately and that's why i think a lot of people don't rate it so highly is because you have to pay for rides like 15 bucks or it's wow. it's some ridiculous price per ride right yeah gotta pay for that sns somehow right <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like especially after all too. yeah <laughs> especially after all the time that it's it was down you know i i kind of get it on their end but like um, I think as like a ride experience, it's great. People have talked about it being rough or like stuff like that. I've never had a bad ride on Gale Force ever. Nice. That, that's one ride that I'm go- I'll be going into because I haven't ridden it and just wondering like, what is this actually going to be like? Because some people say it's rough. Some people are like, that's freaking intense and weird and awesome. I just don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's I think it's super fun. I think like the corner seats are really cool because you really get that you get thrown to the side and like thrown out of your seat at the same time. And I, I don't think the vest restraints are like super uncomfortable compared to other vest restraints and stuff like that. I, I think it's a really cool ride. One thing that I love about the Jersey Shore is I think I went there in 2006 and hoard the shore. And um, I need to just go do it again because all the parks are different. All the credits have been swapped out. It's yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, the Jersey Shore is worth it. It's like it's like a whole experience. And like you never wait in line for any rides. Cause they're all, cause they're, cause they're all paper ride. Most people don't want to like pay for like a wristband or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you're really never waiting a long time to get on something. That's great. All right. I'm going to go with mine. This is a, a, a completely different direction. Um, we're going to Walt Disney world. And let's go. Yeah, let's go to Disney world. I'm going seven dwarfs mine train. Um, that ride is so fucking cute. It's got the, uh, the, the little carriages that rock. And like you don't feel the roughness of a Vacoma because you're rocking, and um, <laughs> and it's like a modern Vacoma, like kind of. Yeah. Okay, so it's good. I guess that's just a good yeah. Vacoma. So maybe. Yeah. 
but when people talk about Magic Kingdom, they're like, oh, Space Mountain, oh, Big Thunder. And when you mention, like, if you say Seven Dwarfs is your favorite of those coasters, people are like, what about Space Mountain? I'm like, I don't, I don't like a wild mouse yeah. in the dark. Put me, give me some cute theming. I want to sing Hi Ho in the middle of it and, um, you know, see the, the evil witch on the, on the break run. I think the reason is because some, as someone who's been to like Magic Kingdom twice and I guess like the past five years, I've never ridden it. And it's because the line is so crazy and like I'm not getting up like I'm not wasting uh-huh. my fast pass on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's like the same Sorry. way I'm not wasting my like my like fast pass on like Slinky Dog Dash or something like that. Right. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> like like I'm at Disney. Like I'm <laughs> I'm riding some other things. Like like I guess that makes sense. If people can't ride it or they're they're sour, they went and it's like I'm not waiting two and a half hours for a ride because you do have to plan your day around. Yeah, going to that and then you gotta, then the rest you, of the park day. You, you're is, not getting it all. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> especially if you're doing two parks in one day. And like, no. I, I don't know. I, I I would like to ride it. I'd like to get that that credit, but I, I haven't um, had the chance. I think next time I do go to that park, I, I will just wake up early and be like, "We're we're just we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we're riding the doors. We're gonna sing. It's yeah, really good. <laughs> yeah. Hi ho. Hi ho. Uh, the song is just yeah, so good. All right, all right. Coney Island Cyclone. Oh, that shit. ride, that ride rules. It right? does. Like it's so good. No one ever talks about it. There's literally no seat divider. You know, the common theme with me is just the laterals are crazy. The lateral mm-hmm. experience on a ride with no seat dividers is insane. Like they, sh- it's like almost like it makes sense why Kennywood doesn't let you ride Thunderbolt without yeah. another person there. But like riding the Cyclone, they're just like whatever. <laughs> it's like this it's Brooklyn it's baby. So- it's so Thank funny because it's like so New York City. You walk up and like you're hearing like uh, like Brooklyn drill music playing. Mm-hmm. Like people are doing like wheelies on like <laughs> on like ATVs like outside of the park. It, it's right. just like such it's such, such a different experience. Like going to Coney Island and like you just like walk up. You don't have to go into the park. There's like a door to just like go on the cyclone you just yes. walk up and they're like yeah ten dollars you want to yeah. ride the cyclone and you just, you're like yeah i want to ride the cyclone like you got the the view of the the disgusting ass beach yes. um the boardwalk like, is fantastic yeah. i remember yeah. seeing like mini mouse with a snake and then like yeah 10 feet away there was a guy that was literally so fucked up he's just standing there like falling yeah. asleep and there's yeah, island's different it's a wild time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think the cyclone is like super good layout. It kind of gives me a lot of um it's not quite as like intense as like a CCI, but like I think it's right. got a lot of like uh qualities that kind of like bleed into like good quality CCIs and stuff like that, but it's still like a classic. And yeah. I think it's a great I think it's a great coaster and no one ever talks about it. I, I think don't. apparently apparently it used to be really rough. It's not anymore. It runs nope. great, and I love it. Did Did GCI kind of get their hands on it a little bit? I think uh, I maybe know, maybe there there, was, I've, there had to have been some track work done on it for sure. Yeah, and but then, like, uh, yeah, it's yeah, great. It's good, man. You got and and then like secretly, you're looking at a if you go to Dino's as well as yeah. uh, Luna Park. Like, I think it's getting close to like twelve coasters there now. Yeah. 
I mean, also, like, just on, like, the Cyclone, it's probably one of the only coasters you're going to ride and possibly witness a felony at the same time. Hell yeah. That's what <laughs> like, I'm all about. It's either that or, like, one of the fun spawn parks. Like, those are your only bets of, like, <laughs> witnessing a felony it's... while you're on the ride. I want to get um I want to get something for my wall. Uh, Anthony Bourdain riding the cyclone is a picture, and <laughs> like I think that's one of the best fucking that's pictures a good of picture. all time. That's yeah. Sick, yeah. <laughs> I think I need to figure that out somehow. Uh, yeah, all, all yeah, the pictures are very. It's in a lot of now. music videos too. It's been used a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, and it's like uh, I don't know how, how much more classic does it get than the Coney no, cyclone? It's like it's like everything is based on that. Yeah. And it's better than a lot of rides that are like a lot newer than it. Like, I don't know. It is. They got it right. All right. I'm going to go to Hershey Park for my okay. number three. Uh, to a ride that often gets overlooked. And I, I think it might be for the same reason as uh, Seven Dwarfs uh, with the long lines. But you walk in, there's this candy themed roller coaster, it's a hyper coaster. And uh, it's fantastic, and it gets overshadowed by Skyrush. It gets overshadowed by Stormrunner. I think Candemonium is one of the best hypers, B&M hypers, which, in my book, really good hyper. Um, I, I just think it doesn't get talked about enough. I was surprised by it. I think it's uh, great. Yeah, I it's, controversially think it's better than Mako. That's my I do, too. Like, people, people love Mako. Yeah. What's I mean Candemonium is better. Yeah, it's it's got a much uglier setting, but I think it's a better ride. Yeah. Um I think the the two first airtime moments are like such strong floater airtime. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know, I just think it's a fun ride. Um I, I love about, Candemonium. I love a, a victory lap a lap a victory lap over a plaza. Right, the, yeah. Where you it's can like pretty. wave at wave at your your kids and your mom and yeah. everybody's not riding and just be like just pretend like you're having a party. I think that's a, an underrated element. Mamba has that. Yeah. Um, and not many other coasters do. Yeah, like a low to the ground, like, what's up to everybody? Like, <laughs> like hey, yeah. I'm going around a fountain, motherfucker. You know? Yeah, because like usually you're not close enough to really see people on the ride when it's, like, that big. Yeah. I, I, do, I do think that's a cool moment. The Kiss Fountain's cool. I wrote it when it didn't even have the Kiss Fountain, and it was Ooh. still great. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I love that right. I love Hershey Park. Hershey Park is the home park I rep. Nice. I, I I go there more than Great Adventure for sure. Fantastic. I mean, do you? <laughs> I mean, unrelated to the topic of me mm-hmm. just loving Candemonium. I mean, do you ride Skyrush or Candemonium more? Uh, I, I feel like I ride them both pretty much equally the same amount. Yeah, like Fair I don't enough. know. I I feel like I also I don't feel love like both, I have by like. The way. A, yeah, I don't feel like I have a park favorite like that. I like I, I just enjoy it's a park that's so great. I'm having a great time no matter what ride I'm on there. Yeah, that's true. Like a hundred like a hundred percent. Like I'm never having a bad time at Hershey Park. It's hard to. Period. Like I've never never had a bad time there either. Yeah. Uh I think Mitch has once. Um I think he lost his phone there. <laughs> but, um, uh, well, yeah, that'll do it. But don't yeah. lose your phone, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna agree. Um so this one two. yeah, number two. Uh the beast. People shit on the beast for no reason. No reason at all. A, the ride's amazing. It is. People people like 
I, I, I could understand if you ride that ride during the day, it's not going to be the same experience at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say I was a little more underwhelmed by my second experience riding it. But my first experience riding that ride was like a night ride. Oh. It was after like a very crowded day in August where it had yeah. been running all day. Right. And like, you know, full train. And like, it was just magical. Like just the whole experience. Like it's such a good ride. You know, riding through the woods, you know, mm-hmm. when you're just like riding through and it's like pitch black and you're just passing by the trees, you know, it, it just yeah. feels so cool. When you can't see the trim brakes, you're not really thinking about it, right? right. You know, in, in the dark, you know, it's it's much like a Space Mountain kind of thing where it the darkness makes it better, right? Yeah. And like it, people can't even like the second helix, there's something about it, the way yeah. that it, the profiling where it just kind of like. It, it like slowly starts and then you just jolt to the side for no reason as if like it, it like it's so crazy <laughs> like, it was just like right before that you go into the tunnel too it's just like yeah it, yeah and it, yeah and it just like picks up it's, yeah it's just like it goes like from like zero to 90 like just like in a, in like a minute the, it, you know? yeah just like out of nowhere it's just like, <laughs> like, 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 like and like people like tr- like that shit is more cool to me than like the uh the i-305 like turn passing out yeah the pass out (laughs) turn is nothing compared to like a jank profiling of a turn in pitch black darkness like i don't care that is underrated i think a lot of coaster enthusiasts see that ride and it's not the like people overanalyze rides sometimes and they're like if it doesn't have this amount of airtime and the laterals here and like they just don't treat it as an experience you yes. know, and like that ride's an experience and it's it's unique. One of a kind. Yeah, it's like there's never going to be something like it again. You mm-hmm. sure you could say like the Voyage is like it, but it's not. It's, not <laughs> it's really not. No, I don't like Voyage. There's, I love Beast. Me either. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a Voyage fanboy. I, yeah. I like I haven't I haven't had the Voyage ride that everyone else has. Yeah, everybody's I mean, I have had that ride and I I still don't like it. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I get off at the time I do, but then I, I go back and I get a, a row six ride. And it's like, no thanks. Yeah. 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 I, I had like a row six ride at like, <laughs> at like Hollywood nights. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> like, like I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Kind of felt yeah. like I shit my pants. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, eh. <laughs> ah, it, like the beast. It kind of feels <laughs> like you get the voyage feels like you're just getting dragged. Um, if you get in the wrong seat, drag sure. ride. Uh, I don't yeah. like that. Like the it's beast, fun. It's like a it's monorail just, through the woods. Yeah, like monorail through the woods any day with yeah. with a very jank, yes. giant helix that goes crazy. Is there a more sure. iconic moment on a ride than that helix? Uh probably the the drop on Millennium Force, just because of it's the silhouette, like the silhouette oh. of the, <laughs> the left hill. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's in the logo, I guess. Yeah, it's like <laughs> iconic. I don't know, a more iconic moment i guess not as big of an iconic moment you could say the mm. treble clef maybe yeah maybe so uh but i feel like yeah i feel like the helix off the second lift toe of the beast is like actually like legendary yeah like i, I think agree a, with you. like yeah for uh, sure we, we talked a little bit about voyage which is going to springboard me into my i guess my number two pick um we go into holiday world we got this huge collection of wooden coasters. Um, 
all mildly overrated in my opinion, but we'll go there. Um, <laughs> Thunderbird, the, the okay. launched wing coaster in the back of the park that nobody ever walks up to. Um, it's 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 a good wing rider. It's it's snappy. It's got a launch. You go inversion through a barn, and um, it's smooth and it's like. I think it's something that that park just needed because if you are not into super intense wooden coasters, what else is there going to be? Um, a dark ride and then uh, maybe some funnel cake or something. But uh, I just think it's such a good addition to that park and it gets overshadowed by three. We'll go ahead and call them really good wooden roller coasters. That's what I would say. Yeah, really good. I, I haven't ridden Thunderbird when I went. It was down. But I've, everyone I know tells me it's the best wing coaster. So I would say, you know, I think it's it's kind of had this, like, re-comeuppance. You know, at first mm-hmm. people, like, hated on it when it first opened. But I feel yeah. like a lot more people appreciate it now for what it is. Yeah, I'm glad of that. It's good news. I think it's just short. It is short. Thing. And I, I don't mind a short ride. Yeah. As long as I don't have to wait too long for it. Enthusiasts are like, why isn't this two and a half minutes? (laughs) I want to be on a two and a half minute ride right here where I had to wait an hour for it at Hollywood Nights instead of this walk on. Yeah. Yep. That's how it goes. Yep. I guess we're on number one. Okay. Um, My number one. What you got? Well, you know, since you wanted to say that, you know, these coasters are so (laughs) overrated at Holiday World. Oh, I know what you're saying now. Yeah, so um, my number one coaster is the Legend. I think Legend. I think the Legend is the best coaster in the world because it is crazy. (laughs) Like I I think people talk about Sky Rush being crazy and all this stuff. I feel like I'm gonna die when I ride the Legend. (laughs) Like, Like you know, there's something about like every time I rode it at Hollywood Nights that like every time it just got more intense, and I'm just like. There's only like one moment where it slows down. I think it's like a, a like it's either like a trim or a mid course where it slows down, and then it immediately picks up again. It's almost like, <laughs> if not more intense than that moment in Steel Vengeance where you hit the brakes for a second, then it just picks back up again. Like, yeah, why is the legend not in the conversation? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think that it's ride, it, I think a lot. You know, it got a lot of track work done, so I think it's probably running a lot better. But I think yeah. that ride kicks the boy's ass. <laughs> I, I think it's better than the voyage. I don't care what kind of you know, leave it in the comments. Let me know. <laughs> like the voyage is better. You're wrong because the legend is the greatest roller coaster of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So I, I have the last two times I've been to holiday world legend has been down all day. So Damn. I haven't, I haven't been able to give it a fair shake, but I do remember I do like it better than voyage. And like, I, I have to write both that and Raven to remember what I liked better. But um, I do love Raven, and I know I love Legend. I have a buddy who his his favorite coaster is Legend as well. Yeah. So I remember the laterals being pretty fun, pretty fun, pretty insane. The laterals are crazy, and there's airtime. Like people yeah. like say, there's like not there's airtime moments, and there's laterals, and the laterals are intense, mm-hmm. and the tunnels are cool, and it's a long ass ride because the pacing is crazy on it, and yeah. I I feel like um people just want to be like you know the voyage like i don't know <laughs> like i don't know like i don't know i i i don't think i i could not name one moment more intense than the entire ride of legend on like voyage that's just my yeah. that's my hot take 
you know, <laughs> people say they love Intamins. People are like, I love intense coasters. I love these intense rides, but no one's got Legend in their top ten. So it's messed up. <laughs> justice what? for Justice for Legend. <laughs> I feel like hashtag both of... Justice for Legend. <laughs> yes, hashtag it. Oh my god. Um, my number one is also a jab at Voyage. Um, so <laughs> we have like a, a brotherhood here. And I'm love pretty it. excited love about it. it. Um, unexpected. But everybody always says Ravine Flyer 2 is mini Voyage. And I think that is very derogatory towards Ravine Flyer 2, which is, I think, I think one of the best wooden coasters. I don't even think you can say it's, it's really good. I think you have to say it's one of the best. Uh, I love the... You know, you're going up the lift hill and you've got the great view of the lake. For some reason, it feels better. Oh, the better. view is great. Yeah, it feels yeah. better than like a, a Cedar Point even. Because it just feels like nothing else is around you. Um, and yeah, you just, that's because uh, you're in Erie, Pennsylvania. That's right. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the reason why. Yeah. Uh, but I just love that another ride that just incredible pacing. As soon as you think it's going to slow down, you dive into a ravine. The visuals are crazy on it. You're going over the road and then you come back and then... There's this series that nobody really talks about, but it you kind of have some airtime hills going into some tunnels. And it's like, this is insane. So for me, I think, because uh, my top coaster of all time, wooden coaster, is Phoenix. Um, okay. Which is, you know, controversial to some people who don't get it. And I think, like, Phoenix, <laughs> Ravine Flyer, those are, like, we got to be talking about best coasters whenever we're yeah. talking about this ride. I think I think Legend can be in the same uh, in the <laughs> same <laughs> statement. You should you should go to Phoenix Fall Fun Fest. I need to. It's a yeah. bucket list. Yeah, I went. I went this year. It was good. Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go one day. It's a yeah. dream. It's like I want to see the the fall colors and they they the decorate the tunnels. Yeah. They like oh. they make the tunnel scary. They they I won't spoil it too much for you, but they 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 make the tunnel. On Phoenix, spooky. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I love that. <laughs> Would you have any honorable mentions at all? Lost coaster because no Whoa. one's ridden it. <laughs> no one's ridden it. Have you ridden it? Yeah. Yeah. So was, my fun going. lost coaster story. The first time I rode lost coaster, um, it valleyed. and um, yeah. So the when when it happened, right. Yeah. Uh, it was like um, on that part right before the kind of like holding break part, I right. guess, before you drop. And there's like a <laughs> there's like a maintenance worker standing there before we even like valley, just being like, "You're not gonna make it." And like, I think he's like, I think it's just like part of the ride where it's like a dude just being spooky, like be- making a joke, being like, "Oh, you're not gonna make it." But yeah. no, we didn't make it. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't keep going, and. <laughs> They had to get like five maintenance dudes to just like, like they override the holding brake and they just pushed us. I've seen videos of them just like pushing Valley. Yeah, I've seen it like on top, on top of it. But this was like inside the structure and they just like pushed us. So instead of that moment where you like hold the brake and then you go down, it was just like a full send just down the last (laughs) section of the ride. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I also have a good story uh, where we broke down on that ride. Um, we went through one of the one of the mid courses, and the, it closed. And then you felt it open, and then try to grab again. And we went through it, and then we were downloaded. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like 
were we uh, were we in a block violation there? Like, what just happened? Are we about to run into something? Um, that was pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that ride. <laughs> yeah, that ride's so it's so silly. It's I like, like I the know. the random polar bear, you know. <laughs> yeah, the polar bear, just like the dark ride elements. It's it's such a funny little ride. Mikey Mayo, I appreciate you joining me. That was a great discussion of the most underrated coasters out there we got good taste in coasters i'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. give ourselves yeah, a compliment just, there we're connoisseurs that's right <laughs> hey uh, where can we find you mikey mayo you can find me on um all the social medias at m-i-k-i-e-m-a-y-o i got music on spotify apple music youtube title if you're feeling generous um my social security number is Alrighty, well, thank you for part one of our three-parter series here with uh, Coach Bro Mikey Mayo. Thoroughly enjoyed that one, and now I know where to go if I want to uh, see someone getting arrested for a crime on a roller coaster. The Coney Island Cyclone, eh? Coney Island, baby. Coney Island is a fun place. I <laughs> I love that place so much. It's you know if if you you had to worry about a, a felony happening while you're on the lift hill. Yeah, that's that's a coaster I want to. Did ride. you watch the Defunct Land um, documentary on on Coney Island on YouTube? It's like no. it's incredible. I highly recommend that for anyone who wants like a longer watch. It, Defunct Land does like really really good documentaries. He did one on Fast Pass and on uh, Disney, but there's another one he did on Coney Island. It's about like the how it started in the golden age of it, and I did not realize how insane it used to be. Like how just how huge it was and just how massive of an entertainment space it was. So highly recommend the YouTube documentary as well as his fast pass documentary. And it's just right. like, was seedy as fuck. Like there used to be a, a giant elephant that was a brothel. Yeah. You just go in the elephant and chill with hookers, yeah. you know, and there was fights and, and that's there was just what you did on like mobs, gangs, robberies. It was like wild. It was like a crazy place. And it's still pretty crazy, but it's not, it's toned down. Yeah, is that why it was that pre or after roller coaster? Like it's around that time. Okay, because I was just curious to know the history of like the rides and stuff. Like, did was that just what it was before, and they built an amusement park after, or was that all just all together? It was all together, like the amusement park kind of because a lot amusement parks didn't necessarily mean roller coasters back in the day too they had a lot of just attractions so they kind of went hand in hand like i think they it started as more just like a beach seaside ride place but then as it got more popular and it became more like people wanted to get more and more uh, have more vices so there would be more food establishments more drinking more dance halls and then it then it spiraled then they got bigger rides more attractions bigger beer halls, bigger dance halls, brothels. So it kind of spiraled along with it. But uh, yeah, I would say the amusement park was kind of what the original thought was, but more on like a Cedar Point amusement park style where it was like a dance hall, bathhouse, and beach and that sort of thing. Nice. I kind of miss you lecturing me about the history of things. We got to find a way to bring back Coaster College, I think. Ooh, ooh, mm. that's a throwback. You know what's ooh. bad, though? They, there's a, there is a um, uh, YouTuber who, if you're a YouTuber, can, uh, Coaster YouTuber, you know, uh, a guy named GP2Enthusiast changed his name on YouTube to Coaster College um, soon after we stopped doing coaster college and i was like wow we started that wow actually we did we didn't actually his videos are fantastic highly go highly recommend but um yes i do i do miss the coaster college segments on prairie coasting 
Love it. Fuck boy Mitch throwing the shade at GPD enthusiast. <laughs> it's not a big deal at I'm all, go- but I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, my spicy take is actually not neither therapy nor is it spicy. Well, it's kind of spicy. It's also like business insider, CNN, like boss, girl boss. That that's my that's my spicy like take. Mitch's mild take. Yeah, it's it, it's mild, but it's also like it's it's a thought provoking one that I kind of need to explain a little bit. So, um, does everyone know the difference between a private and public company? Do you guys know the the difference? For the most part, do a quick little okay, dumb yeah. down explanation. And for, I was going to do, gonna do it for the listeners anyway. So, a private company is a company that's owned by just a few individuals. So, there is no one else that has ownership in it. That's most small businesses, but also some larger businesses are like that. But a public company is one that trades on a star- stock market. Like they, they, they are open to to buy ownership of publicly. So private can be, you can be a couple individuals. It could be like a hundred individuals, but it's not, it's not publicly traded. You can't buy and sell the ownership of it, AKA the share. So those are the two differences. Private companies tend to be, again, like I said, smaller, but they also tend to be a little bit more robust, a little bit more, um, uh, it's hard to say. It depends on the industry because pr- public companies are all about the money. Is how much money can we give our shareholders? How much dividends? So most theme park companies in North America, at least, are public companies: Disney, Cedar Fair, Six Flags, that sort of thing. And then some smaller ones, obviously, all of the small parks, Knobles, that sort of thing, are all owned privately, so they're private companies. But so what tends to happen is public companies are known to, you can see this with the airline industry back in the 70s, when they go public, they want to get as much money as possible. So they cut corners, they cut budgets, they cut staff, and they cut safety. So you'll see, that's why there were so many airline safety in, um, issues back in the 70s when things got, and 70s and 80s when things got deregulated. And same with um, theme parks as well. Like if you cut theme park, like like safety costs money and to keep up maintenance and to keep up ride ops cost money. So they want as little as possible. So my take is, and it's sort of also more of a question is I don't think any theme park chain or park chain should be public. I think they all should be private and a nonprofit. So when I say nonprofit, I mean all of their extra money they make on top of paying salaries and everything like that goes right back into the park to reinvest. So and I'm going to say this for a couple of reasons. One for the overall like investment of the park and building of coasters, but also because of the safety aspect. So the I think the negatives of this is that you're not going to get the big investments. We're not talking the 30, 40 million dollar investments, but you're talking more stable, more refined, more intentioned parks. So what are your thoughts on that? Should should all parks be private? Should they should they all be nonprofit? Should do you, do you like the public aspect for the extra money of it? I want to want to get that your your thoughts on that. I know I enjoy the nonprofit um, parks better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ar- Arnold's Park is a great like a great example in in middle of nowhere Iowa. They're nonprofit and everything that they make goes back mm-hmm. into the park, and they don't get flashy new additions every year, but what they have is pretty quality and you can tell that there's like a community also around that too of like, this is our park. This is like, we're going to take care of it. So I, I personally like that idea a lot. Um, and, and just kind of on the other side too, of working in the past for 
um, publicly traded companies, yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, what, how can we operate at minimum on this day? And, you know, what, um, even in like maintenance, like how can we streamline maintenance to where, you know, the components of this ride are safe, but they might not be the highest of quality. Yeah. Um, and I think you could talk to any maintenance person in America um, and hear kind of the background of like, oh, yeah, we're really cutting corners on some of this stuff. Yeah, and that's 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 the reason why I think it actually should be like mandated where it's anything safety related that's like people's lives should be public. I, I are private, sorry. I, I don't think – you know, you don't. You just don't think that that would should fly. You know, in logical sense, it should fly, um, because if a, if a company is public like that, they require so much regulation to not do that. And at that point, it's like, why even why even go public? So I don't know, Logan. Do you have any any additional thoughts on that? I don't think I really do because this conversation has slightly gone over my head, unfortunately. That's fair. Um, do we know anything about a place, say, like an Energy Landia? They're not even 10 years old yet, and they're completing with the big things. They're the only amusement park in Poland. And from what I think I've heard and picked up little pieces here and there is they get money funneled in by like the government mm-hmm. and stuff. How does that play into this conversation? So the owner of Energylandia, according to um, Wikipedia, is a single Polish business person. Um, so the, and then so the single Polish business person is probably the sole owner of it um, as w- and then with the investment of of the government on that. So this is I'm assuming it's a private company. I, I there's nothing on there on Wikipedia that shows that it's public. So yeah. when there's government intervention, that's like a completely different thing because that's usually means it's a private company, but they they specifically want to drive up, you know, tourism and stuff like that. Because I think uh I'm just gonna Google it because I think or the, one of the biggest ones in North America is Hershen. Hershen is privately run, privately. It's not a nonprofit, so they they do make profits that they funnel away from the business, but that is private. It's not it's not public. It's, I would say the biggest theme park chain in in North America, that isn't unless SeaWorld parks in. I think SeaWorld is traded. Yeah, I think seas. it is too. Um, yeah, I think it is. I can't because you got Seas, you got Fun, you got Six. Yeah, those I, are like the big. Yes, exactly. So I think Hershen is the biggest one that's not. Um, but then there's also the it's also the other side, like Triple Five, for example. Triple Five is a private company, and they're they're the shits. So. Like it's it, it, there, it there's going to be exceptions to the rule, but I just think when it comes to public companies, it's just it's not it. I mean, you you think about that's what happened to Di- Walt Disney in 1984, almost getting um, a hostile takeover, which I'm not even going to try to explain on here. Please go watch the multitude of YouTube videos on what a hostile takeover is. But basically, a hostile takeover cannot happen if it's a private company. Wow. Nice. Mitch came in hard with a topic that uh, Logan and I both pretty much had to learn through Mitch's words. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I, I I work in business. I got a business degree. This is my nerdy stuff that I, I think it's I I think it's interesting. Um, I like learning about the business side of things. But yeah, that's my that's my take and thought and question. I've never even thought of that in my whole life. 
Yeah, I fully support that. I like it. I just wish I had more substance I could add to it. So maybe we have someone out there that could potentially pop on who knows a little bit more of the business side of things. Maybe y'all could uh, potentially hit up Costa or Mitch and see if maybe y'all want to try and teeter out a segment potentially. I I love that idea. I definitely find that there's a lot of roller coaster enthusiasts, YouTubers and like creators and stuff like that who like are always like the business side of things, the business side. And they like say a bunch of things and I'm like, is that true? Like, have you looked at their balance sheet? Have you looked like they don't read this stuff? And I'm just like, I don't think that's actually true. Like I, so I think there's a lot of people who have hot takes on it, but I think a lot of people do it through hearsay. Like there's a, there like someone invented one day that they're on a coaster YouTube, that there was a rule that you can't build in Canada unless you like have Canadian, uh, not Canadian office here. And I'm like, I don't think there's actually a law on that. I think it's like a, think it's just like another technicality so it's a lot of things coaster youtubers tend to regurgitate so i definitely want to get someone on who like actually is a bit more business savvy than than someone who claims to be that i'm just roasting everyone today holy shit fuck boy mitch is coming coming for you hard everyone can get it yeah (laughs) everyone come get a piece of this anyways enough of me roasting uh, Logan, do you want to end us off with your spicy, hot take, all that fun stuff? Sure. Um, so we're vastly approaching the end of January, like we were just mentioning here. February is coming up, and typically February. Month of love. Eh, feels more like month of obligation, I would say. Damn. I'm not an awful person. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like the, the first month you're in a happy relation. The first February you're in a happy relationship in like your whole life. And this is what you, this is, this is, this is your attitude going into February. Okay. I mean, hey, sure. Yeah. Is, is Olive Garden Girl on the other side just staring at you like watch where you fucking step? I mean, she's yeah. laughing her head off at y'all. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. She she based on the pixelated screen, she looks pretty happy. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm happy about that. I like to think she's happy. Okay, that's good. So you're good, yeah. so you're going yeah. in. We'll see to February, we'll see and it's a big eh, as you as you said. If we get a, ne- a drastic negative review, I can just assume it's her. Um. Anyway, <laughs> February month of obligation. Amusement parks, brothels, apparently, that used to be a thing. We're talking yep. PDA in amusement parks, just in public, even if you all want to spin it that way. But I want to know kind of your thoughts of like the teenagers being the teenagers and the reason why we need to invent the Matterhorn bobsleds and stuff like that. Wait, what was that Matterhorn bobsled part? Well, is that not why Disney made Matterhorn bobsleds? To like, oh, so you could like. Not make each other. I thought the history of Matterhorn was it used to be like you. Yeah, never mind. No, Matterhorn. They, they made it because there was no thrill rides at Disneyland, and so they wanted the first like thrill ride at Disneyland to be themed. And yeah, that's that's why I'm con- sorry. You saying, like, well, what are you saying? I thought Disney put a ride in, and I thought it was Matterhorn to purposely break up that section of the park being taken over by PDA teenagers. Oh yes, so okay. yeah, so there it was Holiday Hill there, and it was and it was like a picnic area, and there was it wasn't like it was definitely one of the reasons. I think it was part of it, but you're right. There, one of the reasons why they built a ride right there is because that hill was just a bit too much for teenagers on dates. There we Hell go. Because yeah. it seemed to all very much be like, go at it. 
Keep It Contained, Tunnel of Love, Apparently Elephant Brothel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are what are y'all's takes on there? Or just thoughts or maybe bad experiences you've had or just et cetera, et cetera. I think more parks need elephant brothels. <laughs> All right. Like Moulin, Ru- Moulin Rouge themed. Yeah. Yeah. Like World of Fun, they've got the Moulin Rouge, but is it the Moulin Rouge? It's not. We're watching pop shows in there. Let's bring out some PDA. Let's, um, you get a little more spicy, like ve- bring some Vegas into Worlds of Fun. Yeah. So you're wanting like a themed night where that's the theme. Extra yeah, hard no. ticket event, new meaning to the hard ticket. No, but but to, to truly answer your, your question, I mean, PDA is annoying in the parks, right? Everybody's sweaty and gross and you're, you're waiting 45 minutes for the Mamba and you got like people playing tongue hockey in the corner of the queue. And it's um, it's not great. I mean, I, I find I can usually ignore it because I mean, was that probably me as a teenager? Um, Whoa. I'm not going to answer that. But <laughs> I, mean, I think I think teenagers are going to be everywhere, and they always every generation of teenagers is pretty much the same and going to be kind of into that. They're finding themselves. Um, I don't know. It might be their first relationship. They're finding themselves sexually. Um, they're expressing it in weird ways. And, you know, I, I guess in, in that sense, I can kind of overlook it a little bit. Yeah. I love the TikTok trend of like couples in amusement park lines where it's like, like they're like rubbing the shoulders and they're like, and they're just like staring, they're like staring at each other in their heads. Like that is actually a funny TikTok trend. So as a former teenager, personally, um, I am going to (laughs) unfortunately agree with Caleb on the, when I was a teenager and I went to Stampede, let me tell you, Calgary Stampede, I don't know what it's like now, but being a teenager in like 2008, 9, 10, that you go to Stampede for like the drama. Like you go, there were couples broken up. There were couples like getting together. Like I've seen friends get together. Like they, they, you would go on the rides and people would kill them. Oh my God. And then someone like 20 minutes later, they'd be seen holding hands with someone else. I was that person and I was that drama. So like, I get it. I do. And I, and I, and, and I know that's like, and I know what teenagers are like super annoying, like screaming, whatever like that. Um, my, I think the, I think the weird part is when it like starts to affect others. Like, like you, Coaster Bro, I can like ignore it a lot of the times, but when it starts to be like a lot of, like they like are screaming or they're like, you know, like laughing really loud or like just being like very annoying or they're like, I've had in line where like teenagers like pushing people back and forth in line because they're like getting, you know, like stop, no, you stop. Oh my God, no, you stop. Mm. And then just like pushing. So like when it starts to be elevated to that level, I'm like a gnar kind of thing. And then also right. too, usually when that happens, when they get up to the the front to be grouped into a line, they're like not listening to the instructions are not listening to ride ops or not listening to anyone. They're like, it's just, I've seen it happen so many times at Canada's one line where those like, like I feel like their brain shuts off and I'm just like, oh God. So yeah, I would say when that's that, that would be my limit because I, it would be very hypocritical of me to say no teenager is bad. And I was like, I definitely had some makeout sessions at stampede. I don't think at Callaway, but definitely at stamp stampede was wow. Wow. 
Hell yeah. I, I like what your guys' thoughts there. Is there a way you think then that you can fix this or part policy, any like practical steps forwards? Or are we just always going to let the kids be kids? Well, Six Flags washed their hands of it last year. That was awesome. They were like, that mm, was pretty awesome. No more of this. Wait, what? Because um, they over. What happened? Yeah. So last year at Six Flags Mexico, you remember that? So essentially what happened was. They really fucked up. They had, um, so there was a gay couple that was like kissing in line who got thrown out. Oh. But there was also, you know, allegations of like um, other couples doing the same thing. So Six Flags immediately was like, let's get rid of this fucking policy um, because we fucked up. So, um, yeah, there's that. That's, that's, that is not. Which is a whole. That's not good. Yeah. And Mexico, yeah, it's such a cultural mm-hmm. thing too, right? Like, I mean, it's hard. Right. Like what I was going to say to you, Logan, and I, actually this is perfectly fit with with the with the Six Flags Mexico story, is it's such a cultural thing. It's hard to put a policy in that it's like not just puberty and exploring, but it's also like a cultural way of like how, like A, how we express our sexuality, how we find it, but also like I'm sure these teenagers are not making out in their parents' homes. They're going out to – movie theaters or, or things like that and, and kissing and Mexico being such a Catholic country, you, you, I, while very, very open and, and wonderful, I absolutely love Mexico there. You do have that Catholic sect that is unfortunately um, not, um, not so, uh, not so open and, and welcoming um, unsurprisingly in the, from Catholics. Mm. So yeah, that, that is shitty, but it's just, yeah, in terms of stopping it, I, like, culture it's I, I don't know i'm not sure what to i don't think there's anything we can do well instead of stopping it what about just redirecting it a little bit because that i think was that not the whole point of having said rides or said elephants in the past to kind of keep <laughs> it contained to certain areas like i don't know that's more of a genuine question on my part here will it stop it now though like that i think back in the past they did it because it was very taboo to kiss in public, even for like married couples, even married couples, but like even, but like even unmarried because it was such a thing about like virginity before marriage and whatever. So I think it was that it was again, back to cultural thing. Now we are in a much more like, like sex obsessed culture where it's just unfortunately like the, like TikTok and everything like that. It, it, it shows that whereas in the twenties, thirties, forties, like it was very, very taboo to, Oh my God, you, touch my elbow you know that is very fair yeah no that's an that's a fair take on it because i always thought about that but i think you're right in the sense of yeah it wouldn't quite have the hold that it did back then because you know you know society itself is kind of just breaking those shackles that you know i guess religion and all those other things kind of had to make taboo and just all i don't know yeah i think also um teens sometimes get unfairly pinned with this and um it's not necessarily always teens like um shit i i give a smoosh to my wife in a line sometimes you know like, Ew. Oh, you looking good what's up Ew. you know that's just part of how it is um so i don't know i don't know if it's on like because I, I remember even like when i worked at the parks um if i ever did get a pda complaint it was always with teenagers um and sometimes the teenagers were being very respectful. Like mm-hmm. they were kind of off in the corner, um, you know, dark spot. But, uh, 
not in anybody's way. So I think that's also another angle, too. Yeah, maybe if Worlds of Fun just wasn't so boring, we wouldn't have these problems. Maybe if Worlds of Fun just put in more coasters, there'd be less PDA. (laughs) Because you'd be too stressed out about having to ride all of them. Like at Cedar Point. (laughs) I love it. I think that's a fair place to kind of wrap her up, then. Well, PDA, Elephant Brothels, um, Mikey Mayo, Therapy. That was a great episode, guys. I really appreciate... uh, us all getting together and being able to do this every other week. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Hey, if you, if you like the podcast, you should check us out everywhere else. We're on YouTube. We're on the Twitter machine. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Hey, TikTok's popping right now. I'm just wrapped up my top amusement parks. It took me like four fucking months to do it. Wouldn't recommend doing it again, uh, but, but it was fun while it lasted. There were, there were tears shed. People were upset. People were happy. People loved seeing some of the parks on there. But uh, make sure if you if you didn't see any of that, make sure you go to our TikTok and check that out. Also, just been reposting some old vlogs. Picking up like 3,000 followers in the past couple of days. Just reposting some videos. So go check those out. That is a lot of fun. TikTok's a hilarious place. Um, but yeah, solo.to slash coastercuzzies. That's where you can go to find all, all of the content. It's all there. Love it. It's all there. Um, it's all right there. So that is our show today. The last one in January 2023. It's been a great ride. We Coaster Bro got lost. He uh, he was found. And it was great to reunite with everyone again. And as always, we talk about cultural issues, brothels, and everything that you would expect from a coaster um, podcast. So... Thanks for coming along for this ride. We appreciate you. We love you. And don't forget to respect your fellow Earthling. Thank you.